Sound like the usual mindless, boring, getting to know you chit chat. Welcome into the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. Follower Friday edition happening today. Week two of the series rolls along, and we welcome to the program today Mr. Joel Saxon, VP of North American Sales for Wind Power Labs. What is the Follower Friday series? Well, very simple, folks. All you got to do is give us a follow on our LinkedIn page. You will be glad that you did. And every week, we're going to pick a different follower to talk about what their company is doing in the renewable energy space and or the energy transition. 12 to 15 minutes, our power chat style type conversation and Folks are going to learn a little bit more about what you do and how you are adapting and adjusting through the energy transition. So today's episode specializing in all things wind blades. Yes, that's right. Wind Power Lab. You're going to learn more about wind blades than you knew was even possible for all you wind turbine folks out there. If you need a blade expert, look no further. Here is Joel Saxon, VP of North American Sales with Wind Power Lab. So Wind Power Lab, who we are, are a specific group of wind turbine blade experts. That's what our company does. We do it well. We have a lot of different kind of cool technology things that we do in the background. We also are part of some innovation projects. But what we do well is market-leading technical knowledge. We deliver it in many forms. So how I like to put it off to people is if we go, if we went out duck hunting, I pick out, or the company here, we pick out one duck. We knock it down, we do it well, we collect our duck and we go back to the blind and we let everybody else do whatever they want. That's what we do. Uh, so we are end-to-end blade expertise from cradle to grave. Commissioning in the factory, from QCing how fibers are laid to make a blade, to at the end of life, they've been in production for 25 years. What do we do with these things? Can we get a little bit, couple more years out of them? Where do we recycle them? How do we take them down? What do we do? Uh, that's that's us. So from cradle to grave. So wind turbines, of course, the blades, they're the most visible component, of course. There's a lot of other components that are there that are very important to how things work. But our group started from three guys that just dealt with blades. They were ex Orsted, the wind giant there over in Denmark, right? We had one guy that was uh, in charge of the O&M for blades, one guy that was a data scientist, and then one guy that led a lot of BD uh, initiatives. And they were working on how do we solve all of these? We have you know, thousands and thousands of images and all kinds of things coming in for these blades. We want to be able to do predictive maintenance on these. We don't want to say, oh, man, we got a blade folded over. Let's go fix it. How can we uh, change the way we're doing things so that we can be in front of these issues? We can be getting control of them. So they started using their early adopter of AI. I mean, this was 2015, 2016, when AI was really new in the industrial space. But what they did was they created a system for blade defect, damage, detection, and categorization. What it ended up being was, let's, hey guys, let's take this to the broader market. Let's, if we can do this here, why can't we help everybody, you know, as from a global presence? Because at this time, of course, you know, a lot of not a knowledge floating around among blades, but they started having a lot of issues in the market. So let's take this idea of doing your maintenance proactively, understanding what the spend is going to be on maintenance by under completely understanding in a quick time what the condition of the blades actually are. 
Yeah, so the company is based in Denmark, started in 2016 uh, in Copenhagen. Of course, if you ask the Danish, the birthplace of offshore wind, the first offshore wind farm in 1991. So they've been doing it for a long time. And I think that that's one of the key components here in, um, you know, in the, in the green transition, specifically in the United States, is using that knowledge that's been procured overseas and, and around the world. How can we how can we help what we've got here? Because we've got a team of a dozen blade experts. Blade experts are really hard to come by in, in a deep dive sense, right? A guy that can dive into the composite structure and like, you know, has a, has a master's degree in lightning physics that's specifically about wind turbines. And those kind of things are, those are very special people, right? If we can take that knowledge and spread it globally, that's what we're all about. We just want to, we want to help. We want to share, we want to do our part. How did Joel Saxon get connected with these guys? Much like anybody from from Houston, got down there in the oil and gas space, right? So innovation is my game. I really like to do, well, how can we do this better? How can we do it quicker, faster, safer, of course? And I connected with the Wind Power Lab crew a few years ago on an innovation project about an autonomous drone solution that brought us together to inspect wind turbine blades. How can we do it quicker, better, faster? Well, let's program a computer to fly the blades. That's how we got connected. We stayed in contact uh, over the years, of course, kind of working on some different things. We were doing some looking at some subsea inspections for the monopiles offshore in Northern Europe uh, with some cool photogrammetry technology, uh, building 3D models and, and whatnot. What ended up happening with Wind Power Lab is we're, we got a cash injection or last spring. And when that happened, it was let's take this this expertise, let's spread it to the other half of the world. Uh, we need someone in the America. My good friend, the CEO, Anders, called me up and said, hey, man, we've got an opportunity here. You want to be a part of it? You know, uh, kind of tired sometimes of having your paycheck tied to the price per barrel. <laughs> it, it was nice to jump into the wind market, uh, especially with a, a company that I knew that I trusted and I understand their product offerings and their, and their place in the market. I like to place in the market where we kind of sit on our own seat. There's not really a whole lot of people outside of you have asset owners, you have repair companies, you have OEMs, but that specifically to blades, um, there's not a whole lot of people in the market that sit in between all of them, uh, able to help every corner of the of the industry. I would say the biggest challenge jumping into the renewable sector from oil and gas is the lack of a network, right? So in oil and gas, a lot of times, uh, depending on what, if you're upstream exploration, downstream, whichever, in the innovation side, offshore oil and gas, you, you end up with a, a really good community around you because everybody's moving in the same direction towards one mission, right? So making that change into renewables, it's really cool and it's really easy to have a conversation with someone where you're like, oh, you came from oil and gas too? Oh, who'd you work for? You know, like I was uh, out at a conference in Utah here last last fall, just kind of having a beer, enjoying myself, talking with a guy next to me. And he says, oh, I used to work for, you know, XYZ from Houston. So, oh, really? We did a We did a project for them when I was with my last oil and gas company who'd you work with oh you worked with him oh yeah so did we like oh he's like oh i was a part of your project so that network thing moving into new renewables different right but i would say in renewables one thing that's different than in oil and gas and just this is my just me speaking uh, from my perspective it seems as if the community is a little bit more open to welcoming ideas and people um, so when I know it was very difficult sometimes in the innovation space around gas to come and, hey, I've got this new crazy solution. What do you think about this? And like, yeah, yeah, okay, maybe prove it to, you know, have it in the market for a couple of years. In the wind space, they're like, does it work? 
do you need to test it? <laughs> like, do you want to come to our wind farm and install it there? Yeah, okay. It's, it's, so it's, um, it, it's very welcoming. Fully enjoying the industry so far. When I talk with customers or prospective clients or, or anybody around the industry, they're happy to hear that there is someone coming in to the U.S. to, you know, of course, the U.S. market is what we're talking about, but that, that can support globally as a blade expert. And that's all we do, right? We're not, we're not going to come in. We're not a massive inspection company to come in. Just we do your inspections. We'll, we're a consulting company that will come in and say, you want, need some inspections done? Great. We'll help you with that. You've got a, a blade folded over uh, and, a, and a, you know, some root cause analysis that needs to be done to help your insurance company out. We can do that. You need to understand that the damages to your turbine are actually what, how are they affecting performance and how can we fix them? We can do that. So it's kind of um, for an asset manager in the U.S. where they haven't, you know, specifically in the smaller size uh, owners where the, that up to 500 turbines where they may not have the, the capex for a, a back blade office and some experts in that, in that realm. We can be that for them. Turn the, turn the tap on, turn the tap off whenever you need some blade advice. Or if you need, uh, you know, some consultants in the background to sit in on a meeting with you, whatever, we fill that gap. That's that's our space, right? Image to advice is a service we offer. So we've had uh, quite a few clients. Uh, hey, can you just give me some help on this? Well, we've put a portal together where someone can take a picture, record a sound of a of a blade making a, a whirling sound or something, and just say like, "Can you give me some help? What's this one blade? What's the issue?" Just from the okay. sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, think, think about this. If you're blowing on the top of a, a pop bottle, it makes a noise, right? If a wind turbine has a damage or a hole or a, a, a defect to it, and it's whipping around at that tip speed of 200 plus miles an hour, it will make that noise, right? And the technician can hear that on the ground like that. And, you know, my goal here, personally, is I want in the wind farm uh, from the technicians, to the asset operators, to, to anybody. I want them to know the name Windpower Lab and know that if they have any blade issues, they can call us. W whether it's something tiny and it takes 10 minutes to, to figure it out, or if it's a massive campaign over a thousand turbines for the year, we can help either way. The on-demand stuff, also we include that root cause analysis for damages. We've had cases where, you know, a blade, you see these things in the news, a blade folds over a lightning strike, this chunks of this blade out in the field. Well, we can come in on the side of the asset owner, the insurance company, whoever needs to help as independent fact finders, right? Think of us as, what was it, uh, Horatio Kane from, I can't remember the name of the TV show. Oh, from CSI? Uh, CSI, we're the CS, we're Blade, Blade CSI, right? So um, taking, taking into, <laughs> into connection, all the pieces of the puzzle, and then let's let's look at it. So yes, this one was you know this was lightning. This was a this may have been a manufacturing defect that just reared its head. Now you know different things. So we've done rubber stamp it on someone else's RCA. Say yes, we agree. That's good to go. Or we've done full on. I know we have a team right now. They're in Ireland, and there's two of them on the ground, and they're picking through pieces and parts, and and taking samples and testing things to understand what happened with this failure. And you may not know this, or the the, the general industry may not know this, but if a blade fails, outside of the downtime of the turbine, that may cost a million dollars or more. And that's and it's not just the blade. The blade can be from a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars just for the blade but then you have crane time and crane time is really expensive to get yeah. it back up and you have all these things so if we can if we can give a better insight or picture to what actually happened here is it force majeure was it someone's fault it starts to get into some some high dollar stuff there again as we sit as an independent party 
we've developed the ability to take in almost everybody's inspection data in the market. So if you have company A, company B doing autonomous drones, uh, images from the ground, a PDF report, an Excel document, we can take all of that data into our system and process it with our blade experts. So at, as I say it, some of the other companies have, everybody has blade experts on staff, right? Well, we have a, a certain system that we float through that has, you know, we have a, a master's in, in physics and, and Maunus, he's a, he's a genius. We have um, structural engineers that have composite uh, master's degrees that all they've done is wind turbine blades their whole career. So we have this level of expertise that's the next step, right? So we take in, we regularly do second opinions on inspections for people where they say, hey, this is what we were told. Sometimes company will climb up. Oh, you had a cat four damage. We get a rope access crew out there, send them up and it's a grease smudge. So if you're looking at it like that and a rope access crew, well, you shut the turbine down. You sent guys out there. You may, you may have mobilized them across the country. You may have caused yourself five to $20,000 in, in costs based on faulty inspection data, right? So that's where the experts kind of step in on, on our side. We've had quite a few times when we've redone inspections and, and lowered a repair campaign cost by hundreds of thousands of dollars where someone says, here's all the things you need to fix. And they're just kind of erring on the side of caution, right? Which is, which is smart. But there's also things on a wind turbine that look like maybe you should fix them. But in all reality, they're not, that damage isn't going to propagate. It's not going to get worse in the next two years. You don't have to have an emergency campaign up there to fix it. You can keep that asset running, but here's how you should do it. So that's that's kind of where we step in. Blade maintenance strategies, uh, repair recommendations, uh, damage forecasting, uh, energy production loss based on damages. All of it in our blade diagnostics comes down to you can pick and choose from a menu, but it's asset overview. It's a holistic approach at making sure that your blades are healthy um, and you're doing it at the most efficient way. So in 2022, our goal here is to continue to build that brand awareness, to be able to help people. Myself, I'm the only guy or gal from Wind Power Lab in the United States. So I'm the conduit to the expertise team. Um, and when we have been engaging with clients, it's been, how fast can we get you in our procurement system? Here's what we've got to do. Here's what we've got to do. So being able to help clients um, and help asset managers is a big one uh, over in the U.S. because you know, for a long time, uh, blades were thought of as a, a non-wear part, install them and uh, take them down when they're done. Well, it's not really that that well, right? That's not how it works. And in the United States today, there's over 70,000 onshore wind turbines. Times that by three for blades, you've got 210,000 blades out in production. You want to say as much as possible, right? And issues arise, right? It's like anything, you, you know, you you got to go and inspect stoplights. You have to, you got to inspect the roof on your house Absolutely. Uh, and make, and make sure that it's, it's protecting the home correctly. You got to make sure that the blades are running correctly, that everything's balanced, everything's good. So the goals here this year is to continue to support the asset owners, a greater company goal. We are going to get deeper and deeper into that root cause analysis, insurance and loss adjusting market. As you see, follow the money. Right. So you can see in the, in the green transition, you're starting to see a lot of money and a lot of insurance moving away from some oil and gas stuff and getting into more of the renewables. So we want to support that market as well, because, again, that independent expertise is, is hard to come by in the insurance and loss adjusting market. 
Thank you so much for that, Mr. Joel Saxon. You can learn more about the company over at windpowerlab.com. That's windpowerlab.com. And, of course, just like Joel did, give him a follow over on the LinkedIn page to learn more about what they're doing in the Windblade space. You will be glad that you did. All right, we've got part two of our Deloitte series next week. Miss Jennifer Juno, who heads up their greenhouse project. You definitely don't want to miss that. And, of course, then we'll have another follower Friday. Also, too, coming up, we've got a great sit-down with the mayor of Buena Park, California, Miss Sunny Park. Their town just went all 100% renewable, so great stuff from what they're doing over there in SoCal. Don't forget, you can catch all of the Green Insider episodes over at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and over on our website, erenew.net. Give us a follow on our LinkedIn page as well, erenewable and the Green Insider Podcast. This has been the Green Insider Podcast, powered by erenewable. We make going green easier.